comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. My name is Ichabod Crane. Good morrow, and welcome to the Ichapod Cranecast, the podcast that recaps each week's new episodes of the Fox television series Sleepy Hollow. I am Aaron, and with me is Brandon. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, whenever you're listening. And Maxwell is actually out this week. He is he is off. He is he is with Katrina. He's in the he's in purgatory. He's doing his own thing right now. He's solving some issues. He'll be back, though, next week. But a Nickapod crane cast first. We have a guest on with us to, to fill in the Maxwell's absence. Yes, we do. <laughs> I don't know how else to, to, to introduce that. So I'm just going to shut up right now and say we have from the Sleepy Hollow Addicts podcast, it is Miss Chrissy. Hi, guys. Thanks for asking me. This is going to be fun. Yeah, for sure. Happy to have you on. Yeah. I've, now we've we've completed the cycle now because I was, I was, of course, a guest you graciously offered to have me on your show, so now we've I've returned the favor, and it's just very cool. You paid it forward, right? Exactly. <laughs> First the Jetsons met the Flintstones, and now the Flintstones meet the Jetsons. Exactly. That's that's how I like to think. There you go. <laughs> In terms of mashups, that's always the example I'm going to use. I don't care when people stop knowing who the Jetsons and Flintstones are. That's continually yes. going to be the one I use. There's but, no way people will ever forget that. We're not like the Globetrotters who never return the favor to Gilligan's Island. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh my God. I would have certainly sped things up for Gilligan and the gang, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> and they get to learn sweet basketball moves and whistling. There you go. <laughs> all, of, all of that. <laughs> anyway, moving on from the 70s references, let's get to tonight's episode. <laughs> Brandon, what is what was The Vessel about? Uh, the Vessel was about Anstiff. Um, a minion of Moloch, with the ability to jump from body to body and possess its victims via physical contact, returns to Sleepy Hollow after a seven-year absence and delivers a foreboding warning to Captain Irving. Unless he delivers George Washington's Bible, a valuable resource in the war against Moloch, great harm will befall his daughter, Macy. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I feel like any time we, we need to get an audio drop for George Washington's Bible, any time that gets mentioned. I don't know what it yes. would be, but season two, I'm going to probably have <laughs> an audio drop every time we mention George Washington's Bible. Let's hope it's still important. It's, I do, yeah. <laughs> they, find, they, they find Sam Adams' Bible, and then that's the one they run for <laughs> from then. <laughs> Sam, I could have chosen any other name, but Sam Adams was the one I went with. Uh, not Jefferson, not John Adams, not John, but Sam, Sam Adams. You're batting zero, not, Aaron. I don't know, man. Not Ben Franklin, not Aaron Burr, not Hamilton. Sam Adams, God, Bible. Sam Adams. Sam Adams. All right. Well, yeah, that's what that that's what this episode is about. We'll get to that in a bit, but let's get to some announcement stuff first. Some show notes here. Let's see. We've had a uh, we've had a voicemail line. It hasn't been used yet, but we do have a voicemail. It is nine seven two seven nine eight three eight three zero. I I mean we just there haven't been new Sleepy Hollows for this to really get popular. But if you do want to leave a voice message for the show, which could be a question or just you no know, feedback in general, nine seven two seven nine eight three eight three zero. Call that number. There'll be like an automated line. It'll just indicate that you want to you know address this message to the Ichapod Cranecast, 
And, uh, yeah, we'll be, you know, if it's a good message, we'll play it on the air or answer whatever question or whatever. What else? iTunes reviews and ratings, it's good to get those. It helps out our show. It helps other people find our show because who wouldn't want to listen to a show called the Ichapod Cranecast? So. It'd be crazy not to, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> So yeah, you know, uh, log on to iTunes, leave us a, a review, maybe a little sentence or something. Helps, helps, helps everybody wins in that scenario. <laughs> With that out of the way, let's, let's get in. Let's dive in, guys. Let's, let's get into this episode. The, is it the vessel or just vessel? It's the it's vessel. 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 Just vessel. vessel. I've seen it, it like three awesome. different ways. I did enjoy it. I was happy. <laughs> so how does this one start? This one, we, we begin at the cabin, of course. Bas- after a after a brief uh, brief recap, much briefer than normal. <laughs> yeah. We I'm surprised I, considering the show was off for so long that they yeah. had a brief recap. I think we questioned this too. We questioned if like when it came back, it was going to have the kind of reestablish everything that's important in the show before getting finally to the episode. But no, we had like a thirty second recap of like, you know, something's coming. Macy's in trouble, and Abby might get yeah. taken. I'm surprised too. I was really surprised, but maybe they had a lot of maybe they you know just time constraints maybe, and they just were like, okay, let's just do an abbreviated version. I you know I they know that the show's kind of catching on now, so most people that are watching it kind of know what's going on. But they were relying yeah. on the good faith, I guess, of the viewers that or the everybody viewers, caught up. Everyone caught up over the break exactly. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. By the way, listeners, Happy New Year. I didn't mention this at all. <laughs> happy New Year to Yeah, listeners. Happy New Year. This is, our, this is our first show of 2014. So, there we <laughs> go. Anyway, we begin, after that brief recap, we begin the episode, we're at the cabin. A- Abby uh, reassures Ichabod that she knows it's hard for him to accept the world they're living in now, but she'll support him, and he has to take the first step, which leads to Ichabod stepping out, wearing skinny jeans. Skinny jeans! Woohoo! <laughs> This is a it's it's a short lived event. Mikabot <laughs> so is immediately just not not like not feeling the skinny jeans, and I can agree. I don't I don't know where why why would you choose skinny jeans as like your first step into wearing modern clothing? That's that's, ter- that's a terrible idea. And jeans at all? Jeans at all? Yeah, I, yeah. I'm thinking Abby had been picturing him in those jeans for quite a while, and said, "Well, screw this. He's going to put them on." <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting him off. I'm starting him off hard and <laughs> quick and fast. There you go. This dismisses. This is this dismisses my theory that Ichabod, like when Abby's not around, he's just wearing like really baggy sweats, like around the cabin. <laughs> Some university <laughs> sweater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sleepy, sleepy. S H U. Yes. Shoe. <laughs> Drinking beer. Drinking yeah. beer. Watching Drinking a football. Sam Adams. Drinking a Sam Adams. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Sad Adams and like Ben Franklin's brand pork rinds or something. He tells us that Sam Adams was like a wine guy and didn't like ales. Always well, listening to This American Life, the only form of media I assume that Ichabod Crane would uh, would listen to when because he can't figure out TV. That'd be terrible. <laughs> but this Ameri- but the podcast This American Life he'd be much more susceptible to apparently. <laughs> well, he figured out how to use the pause button, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Yes. We'll get to that anyway. Let's go. Let's move yeah. on. He's. So Ichabod's vexed by Moloch's, me- Moloch's message about Moloch. I'm going to, you know, I'll pronounce it three times every week. Message about a saint's name and the fear Moloch was able to instill in him. Uh, Abby thinks it's a fool's errand, a boondoggle, one would say, just to keep him busy since they're disrupting Moloch's overall plan. And at, at this point, yeah, Ichabod just refuses. The next costume change comes back in his old clothes, uh, to which Abby suggests dry cleaning, which apparently vexes Ichabod to know extent. He doesn't know what the hell that means. <laughs> but he knows the two words. He's like, with two words, I know. Yeah. 
<laughs> so anyway, meanwhile at the station, our friend Irv, he's he apparently called in the man who. Th- <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me, let, me, let me get through the yes. sentence, and then we'll get to why this is amazing and you know, hilarious. So Ir- Irving called in the man that threatened him in the park, and threatened his daughter in the park, and puts him through, like, a whole polygraph test, and he also wants the, the woman in the park that the man bummed into brought in as well. So, so I, I get I get why this needs to happen, just to, like, really reaffirm what's going on, and I guess it's also a quick way to, like, knock out that recap, just, like, flashing back that way, but... Man, is he, there's that slowness to the uptake that really can get you frustrated sometimes, given that the show's really go, go, go. It's yeah. Like, it's Maybe like, it's why they had a short recap. I get, yeah, so they can insert all these other random flashbacks into the show throughout and <laughs> integrate it more as opposed to having, you know, five minutes devoted to what happened in other episodes. Right. But it, it was just like Irving, like, puttering around, like, wait a minute. It, like, saying out loud to himself, the man also touched a woman. Maybe the woman... <laughs> Like his mind, but, like it's just exploding. But doesn't this guy know better? Didn't they just recently watch uh, John Cho get possessed in the something enter his body and yeah, leave? But well, he seemed like he was so shocked by the whole thing, but he shouldn't be because I mean, obviously he knows what's out there and what's going on. So, so yeah, I agree. It was kind of weird <laughs> for yeah. him to be like so weird, you know, kind of shocked by it. Well, and he, he saw the guy himself go from that to another to to clueless instantly. It's the, it's the kind of thing where it's really kind of not dumbing down, but really making sure that everybody gets it. And so to do that, they have to kind of spend some time to like really establish the fact that Irving's like you, the audience, just realizing this is what's going on. Like really making sure that happens. Right. <laughs> Which is like, I guess it, you know. You gotta do that, I guess, but still, it's like, come on. <laughs> it, it, it was one of, it was one of two weak moments in this, in this episode for me. Does the but, other involve the wife? No. Okay. We'll to... <laughs> that was kind of weird. Too, we'll, yeah. we'll get there. Uh, with that, with all that said, as a fan of the Denzel Washington film Fallen, yes. I, I am happy that this whole demon transferring through touch thing is like a big plot point in this episode. <laughs> that does make me quite happy. <laughs> And I should recommend just the Dental Washington movie Fallen. Definitely. <laughs> so it's a good supernatural cop thriller. Oh, I'll have to see it. I haven't seen that. Yeah, Denzel and, uh, Washington and John Goodman, John Goodman, and it's not Flight. Yeah. <laughs> really? Interesting. John Better Goodman. than Flight. That's what I can say. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. It's got Don- Elias Cotis. Donald, a- Donald Sutherland. Um, yeah. Donald Sutherland? James it? James Gandolfini. It's a good it's a good movie. Oh my god. I'll have to check that out over the weekend. <laughs> the the Ichapod Crankcast recommends Fallen, Fallen this week. See, there you go. We can add that to our list of movies we can do a commentary for in between seasons of Sleep the Ichapod Crankcast. Yes. There we go. <laughs> Sleepy Hollow, which makes sense, and Fallen, which now also makes sense. Mm. So anyway, um, the woman who is also being brought in for questioning, she reaches the station, the demon's still inside her. Uh, it transfers itself to a cop that's passing by. Um, and the do we get like we don't get much of a, a what the state of consciousness is of the person that has the demon leave them, do we? Like we get the like, huh? I'm now in this location, but I seem to remember everything that happened, kind of thing. No, I, I get that they don't know anything in between, but all of them have been like so short that we've seen so I get, far. Okay, that's fair. They're so short. Okay, and yeah. we never go back to that woman, so we don't know. Exactly. Well, I mean, but she did like she came out of it. She kind of likes like. Huh, yeah, I'm at a police they, station now, and then you kind of kept us walking. You didn't like, where am I doing here? Like, uh, 
Yeah. You think they'd have more of a reaction. They're just kind of like spaced out. In other, they're just kind of spaced out. Like, oh my god, what what's going on? And uh, anyway, it's just a little weird. I think it's like they're collecting themselves a bit. I yeah. guess. I think it just comes with both this being Sleepy Hollow, the show that it is, and that I mean, we only have you know forty two minutes to get through a whole right. episode, so we can't really yeah. devote ourselves to every individual that gets possessed by a demon. Exactly. Um, anyway. Irving gets a call from inside the station. A demon voice tells him to get Washington's Bible from Ichabod. There's that worth that drop with the. Um, and Irvine, Irving, Irvine, Irving sees a vision of the word Bible dripping in blood. Um, that was kind of creepy, and that was weird. That, that was. I, I thought it was. I thought it was gonna be that cop for a second. Like his his body's like right next to it or something. And like he just painted his own blood thing in the Bible. Then it just disappeared. Yeah, and it disappears. I was like, all right, well that's gone. <laughs> Anyway, he's told he has until tonight, or they come after his daughter. Irving walks into the precinct to see who is on the phone. Cut to several mysterious shots of people on phones. <laughs> <laughs> Although we, the audience, know who it is. Yes. And then he spots the possessed deputy. He draws his gun. And in the second of, you know, two amazing Orlando Jones slow motion action sequences, he runs <laughs> through the station, gun drawn, grabs the man. But not before the demon is able to transfer to uh, detect- Detective Jones, who I believe is, what, blonde cop? Uh, Juan Morales. Juan Morales. Um, and, of course, the, the cop's like, what are you doing, chief? Like, what's happening, captain? What's happening here? He's, <laughs> he's all... <laughs> that's, my, that's my impression of that cop, who was Asian, I believe. What's going on here? Um, anyway, um, there's a lot of stuff. This is all in the cold open still. Okay. Like, typical what, typical Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. That was like the first three minutes of the episode. Longer. Um Okay, so that happens, and then Irving's like, "All right, we need to. I need to get my uh, get my family to a safe house. Protect Macy. Uh, do they? Safe does house. He... Not recommended by Sleepy Hollow Pod or Nickelodeon Crank Guest or or Denzel Washington. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, that's what happens. Frank uh, Irving calls the priest, and he offers him to he offers to meet him somewhere safe. Do they deserving meet uh, Ichabod and Abby before the cold open ends? Does that happen? Think... No, it, we we go to Ichabod and Abby put on a video. Uh, this is all still before the cold open. Oh my god. Okay, yeah. So yeah, Ichabod and Abby, they explain the Bible to Irving. And they're saying Katrina told them it was important, but they're still not sure why. Abby then finds a DVD in Sheriff Corbin's things. I assume she's just really slowly delving into Sheriff Corbin's things. But his notes describe the video involving a person containing a demon who could jump from person to person. On the DVD, Corbin is filming himself. Nice to see Clancy Brown back on the show again with his head. Yes. Um, he's at his cabin. He explains that he has a 19-year-old woman who appears possessed, and we learn it is Jenny. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. Creepy possession footage. I, I want to commend their makeup job on her, yeah. too. That was fantastic. Yeah. Her skin tone was completely a believable, like, white-looking and just all the, All of the, uh, and the other, well, when Macy, the, the makeup was fantastic. I mean, really, it was scary. And the whole white eyes thing always creeps me out. I agree, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. And they didn't go too much on the voice. The voice was just good enough there. I mean, they didn't overdo it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it was, and even with, um, uh, what's her name, uh, Macy later on, like, I like what they did with her in terms of making that visual work. I would say the Jenny stuff was yeah. more effective overall in terms of making me actually creeped out by the possession stuff, but I mean, it, good job. Right? Yeah. yeah. On a show that has pretty much delivered all the way on kind of creepy demonic imagery and so on. Yeah. they. Yeah. I mean, they really take the time to do it right, I think, for this show, which is great. Let's see, so that's the end of that first part, so now we can finally get back to <laughs> we can get to the after the first commercial. So yeah, Abby, uh, late, okay. 
later on, they tell they find Jenny. They tell her about the DVD. They haven't watched it yet, and they ask her permission, explaining they need to know how to defeat the demon. I like that they asked her permission. That's neat. That was a neat touch to me. That, yeah. That's yeah. I was surprised that they actually asked her. I didn't expect that actually. That, that's cool. That, that indicates to me that there is there. Are, I mean, as much as I like the show, there are some smart people working on the show. That's a really exactly. interesting avenue to go down, and not just like go head first into it. They actually took time to, you know, it works at, on a character level, I guess. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. I mean, s- some of the, the better or quote-unquote best shows on television might not even have thought to make that little note. Yeah, and it, it works because, I mean, we only have so many characters on the show, and w- if, as Brandon Maxwell and I have been assuming, Jenny will most likely become, you know, a major player in the next season, like she'll be added to the cast or whatever, it's nice that... We're doing enough to really, be, unless you know, horrible things happen in the finale next week. But um, right, it's, it's nice that um, they're really doing a good job of, of making these characters work in the midst of this very ridiculous show. Like it's, it, <laughs> it has it has a lot of strong character work done, and this is another thing that adds to that. But uh, for a little thing too, just you know, we're talking about her asking permission to watch a DVD with her on it, and that's that's just a nice little step. So yeah, they uh, you know she agrees. The three of them watch it. Possessed, possessed Jenny says Jenny has been marked and chosen as a vessel. Uh, she also says war will come and you will be among its first casualties. You, August Corbin. Did we know his first name was August? I might have forgotten that, but now we do again. Um, <laughs> will die at the hands of the horsemen of death and I will kill the sister. I will kill Abby, it says. I hope, and obviously, well, they thwarted that, but we'll see. That's kind of scary because it could that could still happen, though. The Abby can kill. He could still... Somehow at the it's end, it's still on the table. Yeah, it's still on the table. Like she's not safe, so uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I mean, they tra- they supposedly what they trapped him. Anyway, we'll we'll talk about that. But I'm just saying, you know, it's going to be all. I don't know how they're going to. I don't really want them to end the show because isn't it the two witnesses are supposed to die basically? How did I they mean, get the, how did they get the demon out of Jenny the first time? Do we figure that out? Was it wasn't the lantern? Was it? It wasn't that, right? It was the lantern, I thought. Oh, the fir- no, no. The first time? Yeah, he, no, he, he exercised her, and she ended up in, in the uh, Ring of Salt. Remember? I know she was in the Ring of Salt. I, just don't, I don't remember what led to getting rid of the demon from her. No, he, he just exercised her, basically. Oh, okay. Using the Bible and stuff. And, and it, it left the door open for the demon to return to her, too. Yeah, I figured that. Okay, I just forgot how he got yeah. her. Yeah. Well, he exercised yeah. the demons. Got it. Yeah, exercised it. And I kind of I like this as a, a Sleepy Hollow's little tip of the hat to, like, found footage movies, too. Yeah. That was kind of yeah. neat. Totally. And possession movies as well, exorcism movies. Well, yeah, I was thinking of The Exorcist the whole time. And uh, yeah. Ghostbusters. And uh, Ghost- we'll, oh, yeah, Ghostbusters. We'll get, we'll get to that, though. <laughs> <laughs> that, that little glimpse of, of Corbin with Jenny on the video was better than the entirety of The Devil Inside. It was quite amazing. Hmm. Yeah, it was really good. We'll find out if it's better than the Devil's Do this week. Um, <laughs> moving on. Actually, I had a question. Where is Jenny when she's not, like, with them? Like, what is she doing? Like, why can't she well, always be with that? She could be in the, um, the, the li- or, quote-unquote, our Buffy library. <laughs> I, I guess, but it's... It, it's just like, where is she when she's not with Vicarbot and Abby? Like, what else does she have to do? Like, it seems like this should be priority number one. <laughs> like, well, I know, really. Like, she's the, one, she's the one that was fighting this before them. Like, what, what else does she do? Right. Maybe she's got an extra key to um, Irving's apartment. Ew. I don't know. Ooh, there you go. rumors there. It's this under the mat. <laughs> this isn't a Kerry Washington show, so. 
<laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Jenny says the demon's been gone for a long time, but she doesn't know, and she leaves. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, Irving brings his wife and daughter, his ex-wife and daughter, to the cabin in a wo- in the woods. Uh, the the demon, you know, is with them because it's in uh, deputy blonde hair, um, and <laughs> and when when they arrive, he transfers it to our buddy Luke Morales, moving back into town. This bugged uh, me. This is what bugged it, me. Did it? That bugged you? Yeah, because he just nothing when he gets he, he loses the the possession passes. He's just standing there, and Irving doesn't suspect anything strange. He doesn't mention what what are we doing? He's a cop, like. Like you'd think Probably. that, yeah, he he would have said like, "What's going on? Or where are we? Why am why are we here? Like something." See, that's and why pr- I brought up the question prior- earlier. It seems like they kind of get where they are despite not having control of themselves. For a, a few scenes later, he's yeah, he's he's fine with Morales. But I mean, before this, they were they were questioning a guy around weird circumstances like this, and then now he's just all of a sudden there. And I, I just this was kind of. The, the show is asking you to just go with this so it can finish, but right, it's pretty weak. Like I, which yeah, it gets back to my point of this is Sleepy Hollow, and it is yeah. you know trying to do a lot within forty two minutes. Yeah. I mean, usually they don't ask like this much, but this was it's a big jump. One of the more trying times, yeah. Uh, let's see. Moving on, uh, back in town, Ichabod joins Jenny in her car out front. Uh, she tells him the possession started not long after they saw Moloch in the woods. She would lose. T- so she was 19 when they... I feel like they were younger when they saw Moloch. They were younger. Like, they were supposedly in high school. So let's just say, even if she was, like, 17 and Abby might have been 15, something like that. I guess. I thought, I thought they were even younger than that, but whatever. No, they were... They were I gotta through, rewatch that episode again, or whatever, to see those They were cutting through the woods in... They were cutting through the woods after school. Technically, they were, they were sneaking uh, beer back there. That's why they didn't want to tell anybody. Uh, they are they're cutting out of SHHS. Yeah. So so they were and then and then you know well, Shush. Course, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then she was afraid of they were well Abby was afraid of you know getting you know placed in a different foster home. Yeah, and, okay. Yeah. yeah, they were supposedly in high school at the time. This is what happens when you have long breaks in between a show. I forget things. That's, that's why that's why I'm happy I, that I, I, uh, luckily, I, I grabbed Chrissy from Sleepy Hollow Addicts. So I, I... Yeah, I know. I mean, it's pathetic. I've seen. I've. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I've watched all these episodes like I don't know how many times. So <laughs> if you need to know anything, just ask. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, uh, Jenny would lose time, and people would tell her about terrible things she'd done. Okay, so she 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 has like an explanation for. She would lose time. I get so like. We get some explanation, but like that there's no memory. But yeah, so it does it does make it weird that. Deputy blonde officer has like nothing to say about that earlier on. Anyway, after the demon left, Jenny didn't trust herself, so she would break the law to get locked up whenever she had thoughts about hurting Abby, which you know once again establishes character things. Like it, it, yeah. really, it gives you reason as to why she was where she was and where. Well, I'm glad they're developing the characters because because in a show like this, you, you know sometimes they shy away from that. But they're doing a really good job in development of, of all the the main characters here, and and kind of giving us a kind of you know insight into you know what they've been going through and and the reasons why you know this is why she was such a screw up <laughs> as far as what Abby thought. So I, I like what they they've done with it, you know. And I like the 
the scene with her with uh, Abby and Crane was just kind of sweet, you know. I mean, he was listening to her, and I know there were some people on Twitter. Oh, they've got chemistry. I'm like, don't even start with that because I need my Ikabi. Sorry. <laughs> Let's see what else. Oh, this all this takes place in Jenny's car. She has a car apparently, um, which I guess she maybe lives in. There were clothes all piled up in the front seat. Remember? Yeah. And she even said, "I didn't. I didn't realize we were having guests over. Like, yeah, like it seems like she, she's kind of implying she's a hobo with a car. That's what I'm. Nobody getting. put Jenny up anywhere. Kind of... uh, what? Well, well, yeah. A... When um when Irving has people over, he has to force Jenny to stay out in the car. <laughs> I, I'm sure Ichabod's got extra rooms in his cabin. Oh yeah, there you'd, you go. You'd think that. Which again, it's like, where is Jenny when she's not with these guys? But anyway, um, back at the back at the other cabin. The, this is a different cabin, right? This isn't the same one that Ichabod's staying in, correct? No, it's different. It's a different cabin. <laughs> yeah. This is a lot. Of, it's Sleepy Hollow. There's cabins everywhere. I get it. Okay. <laughs> at the cabin, the priest lays salt at the door threshold and blesses it with holy water. Uh, the demon form of Morales can't enter. The salt stuff works. I knew this from Hocus Pocus, but, you know, it's nice to reestablish these things. Um, Jones finds it odd, so Morales suggests he moves it. In, like, the creepiest way possible, Joan's like, all right, whatever, and he wipes it away. Morales grabs him, breaks his back, <laughs> breaks his back. Breaks his neck, flings him <laughs> over the thing. I was like, what? He just killed Hottie Detective. What the heck is that? <laughs> Fans were There's not out. room for two Moraleses, that's why. <laughs> yeah. I guess. No more hot blonde, I guess. I know the fans were like, what? They killed him? Was, yeah. he, was he in another previous episode? Or is he was in one episode, like one I episode, think. one episode, right? Was, where was Morales... Morales needed somebody to turn to, and none of the main characters were with him. So. <laughs> well, he was like asking, "Oh, did did you talk to him about the new guy coming in or something?" It was something about Ichabod, like they were because because Morales was mad, and they had a brief combo, and that was it. Yeah, Jones was kind of like, "You should just leave it go" or something like that. Yeah. And that was that was the commercial again, like when that happened, right? Yeah. Then we come back, we're in the archives again. Ichabod notices on the DVD where he discovers the pause button. Um, that Jenny was in a circle of salt. Uh, they then use some really convenient audio software to play the audio backwards of what Jenny's saying because Ichabod can't seem to decipher what demon-possessed Jenny is saying, and they realize it's Aramaic and backwards. Or Ichabod realizes it's, it's Aramaic when they listen to it in backwards. Um, and the, the demon thing is saying, and NCT cannot be defeated. Um, so, of course, they're able to identify the demon at that point as NCT. Uh, they find a reference to it in the in the book, um, in which I in the Bible, right? In George Washington's Bible. I think it's in the Bible, in Washington's Bible, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's a depiction of French lanterns being used to expel the demon. Ichabod recognized it as one of several given to Benjamin Franklin on one of his voyages overseas as ambassador. Uh, Jenny recognizes it from somewhere else. We get some we get some nice flashback stuff because what is the show without having flashback to Revolutionary War area? <laughs> Uh, All right. So we see Ben Franklin and company, you know, moving around the lanterns. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Irving setting up the all the cameras in the in the in the cabin, which are already useless. Um, <laughs> walks out. He he asks if they want to play. The family wants to play some board games because he brought some. I really want to know which board games that he brought. <laughs> Assuming shoots and ladders and maybe don't like daddy or some of them. Uh, <laughs> Operation. Operation. <laughs> Operation. <laughs> Operation. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, uh, but but Macy's like, 
basically giving one of the least believable excuses possible. No, Dad, I have to study for a test. I don't want to play games with you right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which is very, you know, typical of a of a teenager that you know has homework. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a cute. It was a kind of a cute scene, just because. Well, like Irving got Irving got to like make one joke where he's like, "What the Fig Newton guy?" Which is like, "Wasting him on yeah. Einstein." And stuff. <laughs> well, I was like, "Fig Newtons, man! I haven't heard about those in a long time." I know, totally. She was born after they were popular. Um, <laughs> I, I like that Orlando Jones got to make like corny dad joke. That was just funny. To me. Yes. Yeah. What else? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, at this point, yeah, Irving go Ir- Irving after Macy kind of secludes herself to her room, and Morales once like closes the door and gives a really creepy look. Irving goes outside. Uh, he talks. He and he talks with his with the with the what's the wife's name? I always forget the wife's name. For for who? The Irving's ex wife. Oh God, I don't remember. I should know that, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. I always forget her name, but then again, I like her almost less than Morales, so it doesn't yeah. <laughs> help me. <too> much. <laughs> She was annoying me this episode. I'm going to but... find it in two seconds. Hold on. Let me see. Wow, that's hard. Cynthia, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Cynthia. Cindy. 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 Cynthia. Basically, Irving, like, what? He skirts around every possible means of telling her what's actually going on uh, before getting an interrupted by a phone call. Which I thought she was going to make him take that, like, right in front of her. Yeah, but... that's, what, that's what it looked yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Abby calls Frank with an up Irving. Can't call him Frank. Abby calls Irving with an update. He steps outside. Morales calls to, and then while he's talking on the phone, Morales calls Irving. <laughs> so Ir- Irving puts on his call. He's you know his call waiting. He he, he answers the phone, um, but it's actually the demon telling him that time is up. Uh, Irving races back in. Was this in slow motion? Yeah, it was in slow yeah. motion. It was like one of those like the longest run of his life type moments. Yes, the second one of yeah. this episode. Uh, yeah, he races back into the house. He runs into he runs he tries to run into Macy's room. He's not in the room though, right? She's, or like the door's like, like it's the door's kind of the door's kind of a lot of stuff happens, but regardless, the door, the, the, the door the with nobody kind of, in it but Morales on the floor is jammed right, shut. Yeah. Right. Morales is, yeah, and Morales the, like the wheelchair out. was turned over too, I think. Yeah. And he turns around like uh, Cynthia's locked in her room, and I really thought they were gonna keep her locked in like the whole time so she'd never know what actually happened, kind of thing. But they they let her out, so whatever. Cat's out of the bag on that one. Uh, right. But then um, um, Irving goes back out to the living room. She sees Macy like up in the air, suspended, possessed. That was crazy, man. Yeah. That was that was very cool looking, actually. It how they worked. Totally. It was a good kind of not necessarily like freaky moment, but it was like, oh, that's that sucks. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> okay, so after that's that's another break. After that, we're now on the race to get lanterns. That's how I have it in my in my book in my in my notes here. Jenny leads Abby and Ichabod to the home of some like survivalists who are preparing for I guess what the rapture or whatever. She got the lantern for them a few years ago. Jenny did, uh, and she knows that they're heavily armed, so she suggests that they steal the lantern's bag rather than you know safely asking. Um, Abby worries about Jenny getting caught and getting locked up again, so Abby decides that she's going to be the one to steal it. Um, meanwhile, at the cabin, the priest tries to expel Antitif, but his words have no effect. And from out of nowhere, I completely forgot about the about priest him was there. The yeah, I was, I was worried. The priest just kind of all of a sudden conveniently appeared. Just... Yeah, he he showed he was there pouring the salt then he in the doorway, and then just I guess went to his room and hung out. Yeah, until he heard something shaking downstairs. Yeah, yeah. 
weird. So yeah, then he's back and he's you know powers of powers of Christ or whatever, uh, trying to do that thing. <laughs> Doesn't work. Demon in Macy form grabs the priest and easily snaps his neck around, which was awesome. <laughs> it right? was yeah. wow. That was crazy. I was like, oh my god. There's a lot of like fast cuts in this episode with all the yeah. the possession stuff, which is like, all right, this is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, Antitif then demands Irving take him to the Bible. Uh, he lets he he opens the door to let Cynthia in and threatens to kill her if he doesn't. A lot of things happening here. Uh, okay, so they uh, meanwhile in the 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 race to Witch Lantern, uh, Jenny hangs back while Ichabod and Abby sneak up on the compound and break in. Uh, Jenny has like a encyclopedic memory of this whole militia camp because she knows exactly like where the cameras are, where to go, and everything, and she right. guides them directly <laughs> to the 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 big like storage container full of supplies and relics and things. They find the lantern, which doesn't seem like it should lead to like awkward sexual tension, but for I for how I, how it was shot, it seems to of just like I'll hoist you up. Oh, you're I love that. Butt pressing against my face. <laughs> I'm like, all the ladies on Twitter were like, oh, he can hoist me up anytime. <laughs> it's just like, oh my god. <laughs> uh, they find the lantern, they come out of the barn, but then headlights come up and they're totally surrounded by the militia. Uh, uh, there's also like a short joke that Ichabod made, which is kind of funny, uh, when they're inside the uh, the thing. Yeah, the two inches taller. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like. he's freaking tall, so that's how I look when I'm trying. I'm like four foot eight. <laughs> So that's how I look when I'm trying to reach something. I'm like, oh, good. He knows Ichab- how that. Yeah, Ichabod's a tall. He's like two Sam Adams. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I believe Sam Adams is short. I believe that was that's something in the records. Like he was a, exactly. He was like a short. He was like a small, portly fellow. Uh, <laughs> not like these the strapping gentlemen that they have on Sam Adams bottles. <laughs> Let's see where was I here? Do, do, do. So that was like another break. They come. We come back. Uh, Abby tries to explain that there's a child's life at stake, which is why they need this lantern. Uh, the leader. Quote some verse, which reaffirms my 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 classic cliche of if anybody, whenever somebody quotes a piece of Bible, someone the other person is either going to finish that quote or identify the exact like lines of where it came from. Ichabod, of course, does this. He recognizes that he tells them that there's a war between good and evil. It's resuming. But they can they can stop the first casualty if they're able to, you know, get this lantern and go back to the girl. Big fake out here because you really thought, well, yeah, you guys take the out with the no, they just. Get the guns cocked and ready <laughs> to shoot him in the yes. face. <laughs> but then Jenny appears uh, with two guns. In so that auto- total black Tomb Raider pose. Yep, that's right. We've uh, just to reaffirm things. Brandon Maxwell and I have established that Jenny has probably been Black Tomb Raider up until you know before the show, before she got locked up. Like she went on adventures while Clancy Brown would narrate things from her. And we desperately <laughs> want to, we desperately want to see the prequel episode of, of Jenny as Black Tomb Raider, just like That'd going be hilarious. On <laughs> So yeah, Jenny appears, she has two guns, which apparently means she's able to outnumber the several armed people around her. Uh, there's like, how many guys? There were like at least four or five guys. Yeah, there's probably like four more guys like behind her. But it is yeah. boys with guns. Yeah, boys with toys. Yeah, uh, there you they rec- the, the main guy recognized, they recognize her, they're like, Jenny. And I was waiting for her to go, son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> uh, but she gives she gives them their word that they'll bring the lantern back in the survival list. They let them go. I assume we'll see them again. Nice to have, you know, a, a weird army on, you know, the good guy's side, presumably. They're just a little trigger happy. But, uh, little. It's a little scary that these, you know, <laughs> that's all I can say. They were, like, a little bit freaky. Yeah. <laughs> 
So meanwhile, at back at the archives, um, Irving's he finds the he, he he finds like the place where they're storing George Washington's Bible. He picks it open with a knife. It looks like, and it's empty. Uh, Cynthia struggles to understand why their daughter is you know not herself. She no, I guess there is no explanation. Like I don't know what that awkward car ride must have been like where they are riding together back to the secret archives and like, oh, yeah. like I guess not talking about this. Like all right, I guess we're <laughs> I guess we're on the move here. No time to ask any questions. And Steve so, yeah. was like, no talking in the car. <laughs> yeah. You can make one phone call, Irving. That's going to give away everything. But... Brandon, you watched the True Detective the other day, right? Yes. This yes. is a place of silence. This is a place of silence. <laughs> yeah. no don't talking. bring that kind of late. Don't, don't you talk about that stuff in my house. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, good show, True Detective. Check it out. Um, Ichabod Cranecast recommends True Detective this week. I'll just put the show notes. Maybe I'll get uh, all the recommendations of the week. <laughs> 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 um, um, so after, you know, not having the Bible and having no other cards to deal with, he, he Irving attempts to, well, he, he remembers that his daughter desperately screamed out to him while being possessed. So he's like, well, maybe if I talk to the demon, I could convince her to come out. And so he I've tries seen some movies. Yeah. <laughs> Irving tries to reach out to his daughter, just telling her she's strong. She doesn't need fixing. The demon regains control, though, and Anthony uh, throws Irving like across the room. Just at that point, Jenny and Abby arrive. The demon speaks to Jen- the Jenny, which I was hoping to be like, well, well, well. Look yeah. <laughs> who's back. It was here. almost there. It was almost there. Seven years ago, I invaded you. I like in, how case my- you in case you left us during a commercial break and missed that. I like how my version of the show is way cheesier than this show actually is, but it's like far. <laughs> Like I'm making fun, but I like this episode. But it's like yeah. it's like there's so many points where it could have gone like super cliche, but just kind of goes like kind of cliche, and it yeah. works. <laughs> um, they, they go more on the nose instead of going completely overboard with things. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, there's a break there at some point. No, yeah, there's yeah, there's a break there because yeah. Abby like challenges the anti teeth. Uh, we get back. Jenny's taunting anti teeth to approach her uh, until he's stopped by a line of salt. So. Just to be clear, because I want to get this sequence of events in straight. At some point, Irving and Anthony were like going at it, like he was talking to her. Jenny, I assume, walked out, poured like some salt, and then walked back in so she could have an entrance again to walk back out and say, "Guess who's back? It's me, Jenny. You possessed me once," and like not notice that there's like a line of salt like already on the door. Possibly. That's. I mean, the, how how else would that salt have gotten there? She had to like do the. She had to prep this. So she. she well, yeah. She basically and, gave herself an entrance. That's what I'm trying to say, which is kind of. Funny. Then, then when Crane comes out of the, how did he get it? What, what, I don't understand. I didn't. Where was Crane? He the, came out of there are, where? There are 19 doors to the archives. That's that's. <laughs> what I understand. It's like some secret door. I'm like, okay, how that? Where where did that come from? It was kind of weird. I'm like, okay, and he's got salt to like. You know, finish the whole circle. <laughs> I, like, I mean, he's got to make solid lines with this. Yeah. So yeah, they uh, <laughs> they got the salt. Ichabod comes out behind Antitif. He pours the salt behind him, uh, and he comes out with the lantern. At this point, I'm just thinking like Egon's got the ghost trap. They're ready to get this thing out there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Antitif starts to lose control. So uh, we're not describing this at all. But Macy looks really messed up as like possessed version of herself. She's, she's walking, like becoming. So, she's yeah. like. The longer it goes, the more she's becoming that her, demon. Her face is all, like, warped and stuff. And she's a cute kid, so it's like, oh, that must have been, like, hours of makeup. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, she's all screwed up and stuff. And, yeah, then they get the ghost trap out. Uh, 
I assume Ray Parker Jr. was playing on the set. Uh, <laughs> so many references this week to like 80s and 70s media. <laughs> what can you do? You know, it was just kind of that type of an episode. <laughs> Uh, Antif starts to lose hold. He shouts, "Our plan is in motion. The witnesses can't be stopped. Darkness will reign." Uh, then Ichabod commands Antif back to hell, and the demon flies out of Macy and into the lantern. And the uh, special effects was really good, I have to say, for that. Mm-hmm. I like the look of that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool looking. Yeah. I was like, "How is that going to look on a Fox show?" I was like, "Oh, that, yeah, that's okay, okay, good." <laughs> no one had to jump out of a window and fall down some stairs, so that's really right. <laughs> there you go. Because they're underground, so it'd be hard to go up. Macy's back to normal. She looks at her parents. They're all hugging. Jenny is overwhelmed by rel- by reliving her torment again, so Abby goes and hugs her. Ichabod just kind of sits in the corner. It's like, oh, okay, there's no one to hug. I thought it was a really cute Mills sister moment. You know, it was sort of like now they they're now they know. You know, now Abby knows the full truth and what was really going on, and I think they really bonded. For sure, yeah. 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 Now, now their their only beef is going to be with like how to approach things as opposed to just backed up bottled yeah. aggression. Yeah. yeah, their their banter will be really based on just sisterly banter as opposed to you were evil. Like it's. it's... <laughs> and I have to say, when what what episode was that? I think it was the uh, Lesser of Solomon. It it was hilarious though when the two of them are fighting back and forth, and Ichabod's like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get in the middle of their arguments, like, I don't know how many times during that episode. I mean, I kind of like that, but um, anyway, yeah, it'll be, it, it's going to be good going forward. I think nobody can mess with the Mill sisters, that's for sure. That needs to be a poster. Nobody messes with the Mills. Like, two yeah, there's Standing go. side by side together with guns drawn. <laughs> totally. Ichabod in the background, like, just his head's, like, popping out from, like, a border, like, what? Like, uh... <laughs> That'd be great. All of my ideas are cheesy. <laughs> Just like Ichabod sitting alone, I just figured Abby and Jenny would one point be like, come here, big guy, and he like, joins in the hug with them or something. That's a different show. Um, um, let's see. But yeah, I agree. I mean, it is, as much as this is you know, a show about you know Irving and getting his daughter back to normal, like that's the A plot, it is a strong show for building the relationship between the Mills sisters. Like it's, and it's, yeah. it, start, it really started with how Jenny got involved in the first place, which is because they asked her permission to watch the video. Like it really, it, yeah. it's a good... It's it's not necessarily a B plot. It's just kind of a side thing that's also going on that connects to the main A plot of the story. But I mean, mm-hmm. it's a good one. So. Um, yeah. The only thing I did, I just didn't like Cynthia. I just, you know. So I agree. I, I think she's rather one note. Like. It, yeah, she just yeah. annoyed the crap out of me the whole time. What? What's happening? I'm like, oh my god, woman! Just if you're an attorney, that's what I'm thinking the whole time. Like, you're not that smart if you don't, can't figure out what's going on. <laughs> so I, I like to think that again. I don't know what's going to happen in the next two episodes, but these things can get smoothed over because everybody's now pretty much in the know that's on this show, except Morales, who I assume will forget everything that happened this week. Yeah. If he's, I'm sure he's alive. Yeah, he's alive, probably. (laughs) He just probably touched him. Did did, what they do? Did they just leave uh, leave the safe house with him on the floor, and then he's going to find that priest? Yeah, right. (laughs) Be like, what did I do? (laughs) What happened? Oh. Morales, why do you let yourself get into these problems? I'm a murderer. <laughs> I'm a murderer. <laughs> uh, it turns into Flanders at some point. Um, anyway, back at the cabin, they retrieve the Bible where they hid it. They ask the question if uh, Irving, if we did leave the Bible there, would Irving had turned it over? And uh, they just said that's why we hid it, so we never have to answer that question. 
neat little right. thing. Although it looks like Irving probably would have given them the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I think Irving would have done whatever he could. That's that's the sad thing, you know. You knew he probably would have definitely taken it to save. You know, he would. He would I think have, like it, handed it over as slowly as possible. Yeah, but he, another slow mo. Yeah, so. yes. another slow mo scene. <laughs> Uh, okay, so then we get to the MacGyver scene. Ichabod mixes up lemon juice and some other ingredients to try and reveal <laughs> invisible ink on the Bible. I so that was funny. I, it was, so like, where did this come from? Where at one point where they're like, "This is the page that we need to rub this fluid." Yeah, I don't understand yeah. how they chose that. Well, then the other funny thing was that oh, I know Abby's like oh, I know what this is. Like, like you know, usually they don't understand what the other one is doing, but it was great, and he was all shocked. Well, it was something that back then was like. A, a huge, you know, like potion type thing, but yeah. became normal stuff in our modern times. Right, right. Yeah, but I mean, who would it like that? Like Abby's not that much older than us, Brandon. She might be our same age. No, actually. <laughs> like, <laughs> what was the last time you were talking about invisible ink, let alone knowing about using it? Probably yeah. when I was a child. Thank you. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, one of those uh, books that you know you put your pen on and. Do you, yeah, you think anyway. the page was uh, the pages was the page about um, Antisif or Antisif? Is that what it, it looked like it was just a straight text page. Like okay, I it looked like that it was, was just. Yeah. I don't. I don't believe in that. I was just throwing it out there. Cause yeah. We, All right. But it was a little weird. It's like this is the page that we need to put this invisible ink on. But whatever. And he, and he kind of flipped through it to get to that page too. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna. I'm gonna flip these pages. Just tell me when to stop. That's where we'll start. Yeah. I'll put my finger here. Okay. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, it's and this we'll get to because that if that points something, here's another point that makes me kind of like what. So they they rub the invisible ink potion on the or whatever they rub the potion on the invisible ink and it reveals December eighteenth, seventeen ninety nine. Ichabod rec- recognizes it as Was- George Washington's handwriting in his own Bible, which doesn't seem that surprising. Like who else would write in George Washington's Bible? But um, now and then, so Abby amazingly comes up with the fact that. George Washington died on December 14, 1799, so good on her for studying history at SAT. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I studied history, and I didn't know what his death date was, but whatever. I, I didn't know his death date yeah. um, And then we get to the pivotal question, how could he have written it four days after he died? And Ichabod is, resolves to find out. Now, yay, there's a cliffhanger. Maybe George Washington good. lived longer than he said. Four he. days longer. But with that four. said... I don't know what's mysterious about like I could like what's today? It is the 14th today. I could write down January 18th, 2014, and that doesn't mean that I you know died like four days before. <laughs> well, I think they're trying to make it sound like okay, he came from the beyond to <laughs> write that date on there, or he maybe he possessed somebody who wrote it in there in his own handwriting. I, 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 don't, I mean, obviously that's what the takeaway is supposed to be, but it just it's not outside the realm of possibility that you could post-date something. People do that on Well, checks, that's true, right? yeah. That's, plagiarism, plagiarism. Yeah. Plagiarism, exactly. It's, like, it's, like, it's another giant leap to conclusions, like, well, because no one's ever written a date past the day that they've ever lived before, obviously this means that he's come back from the dead to yeah. write down this date. <laughs> like maybe it's a day a plan was going down or something. Does it have to be? 
maybe he maybe he was right, yeah so in, the, in this situation there's like a scene where like ben, judging ben, by how dry the ink is ben franklin jefferson and like george Washington, they were like make you a plan and like franklin writes down he's like all right we're gonna attack this plan on august 4th and, and like george Washington stops him's like hold on there franklin it's only the first there's no way you can write the fourth down that makes no sense whatsoever why don't you just write august blank the year and then we'll fill it in when it's actually that day because that's the only way that would make sense <laughs> well no he was gonna attack something on that date that's why it was written <laughs> but he, he just couldn't carry it out because he died that's probably what it is <laughs> he could have he stopped all this madness but he died <laughs> four days too soon Oh my god. He was gonna, he was gonna, he, maybe he had a plan to like completely, like, you're right, it's possible. Maybe he had a plan to like completely, you know, solve the whole thing and stop the apocalypse and everything, but, but the demon killed him before, before he could do it. And so his, the date that he was gonna take everything down was December 18th. <laughs> And what? Is, so what does this even mean? Are they gonna like time travel back to that day? Like... <laughs> well, okay, but you know Ichabod's gonna be involved. Well, wait a minute. In 1799. Well, no, he died in 1781, so they can't even do that. I don't know what they're gonna do. How do we know he was done writing? They, well, yeah, that... December 1799. Well, yeah, next week's episode will be not Next week's episode, <laughs> but he didn't get a finish. Next week's episode is where they dip the entire book into invisible ink formula, <laughs> to, like find out all the hidden messages, which includes, next, which includes next just like them looking, doing that, you know, having all these like secret codes coming up, all these codes and dates and like secret <laughs> like porn images that George Washington drew on his Bible, just to be like, hey, look at that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, with all that said, is despite all the fun that we're having with the very premise of some of these <laughs> twists, I did like this episode quite a bit. I thought it was, yes. I thought it was a nice solid return. I, I liked once again, like I think we've talked about this plenty of times on the show, how the show, while it is kind of monster of the week kind of strategy, it's doing a lot of different kind of horror genres. It's going into, and so this week, yeah. so we have the possession genre and like it, it, and, and like a little nod to found footage genre. Like it, it's doing that well. It's a nice way to kind of really mix up the show while also, as we've been saying, strengthen the characters. Yeah. And it, it started out with a nice little, uh, a nice little gag, but man, this thing just jumped into intensity really fast. Sure. Yeah. Well, you I mean, know, I was just like thinking, oh my God, I'm going to have nightmares all night and to sleep with the lights on or something. I mean, it was scary. It, I think it was their scariest episode so far. I'll agree. Yeah, I'll like, agree. I, I, the priest getting killed flipped me out. I was like, oh. I know the whole that that was just freaky. And the I presentation mean, of that death was really awesome. I agree. Yeah, I mean maybe the the only one I can think of maybe the Sandman stuff was kind of freaky. Like the yeah when he was pointing through the mirror and I'm, I was just like oh my god this like you know talk about nightmare that'd <laughs> be so scary. Um, but even, yeah, they had some creepy in thought stuff and that looks really cool, but nothing that really gets under your skin. And this yeah. one got really close to being really under my skin. And I say that as a person that doesn't really get freaked out by possession movies like that, like exorcism movies don't really do much for me. So yeah, I thought they did a pretty good job of like getting me like, oh, that's 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 a that's a creepy looking possessed person. That's a good job. Yeah, and I mean they didn't go overboard with the voice, which was really good. They didn't go overboard with like having objects moving around, you know, like they didn't go overboard with it. So I think that also made a big difference, like in the creep factor. Um, For sure. Yeah. It knows how, I think that comes down to sleepy hollow knowing how to have fun with itself. Like it, yeah. which is, which it's why it's successful for us, I think, because it, it knows what kind of show it is and it knows it can be creepy if it needs to, but it's also not beyond giving you 
a show that's entertaining to watch, and it's like it wouldn't necessarily right. be all that entertaining if yeah. you're just watching like complete just scare fest the whole time. So it's having it has a good handle on that and found the balance. Right. Yeah. Well, and I, I really care. Like they did a good job of in you know just in previous like three episodes setting up Irving's daughter that I was really you know worried for her and I this this show is going to hit some big note where they make some you know kill some notable character off and I was I was kind of worried that it might have gone to that territory in this episode but I agree actually I did, I did think that there was a threat of cuz I you know we don't know what that meant of we're going to get your daughter if you don't give us the bible like it could have meant a number of different things and so right, right when they first went into her room and I was like oh crap they're going to have killed like something's going to bad's going to happen to Irving we just know that and I was like oh crap did they really kill her I didn't even think about possession for some reason yeah but I was like oh man this is going to be brutal and surprise they well they yeah didn't. and I think too it it made us care about Macy and about Irving and his struggle, you know, what they've kind of gone through. Um, you know, he was obviously blaming himself. Now, I'm anxious to see if the if how she was paralyzed. They say it was an accident, car accident. It was a car, I'm yeah. Just, I'm just thinking Moloch had something to do with it. Oh, yeah, knowing, knowing this show, it has to be tied yeah, in some way. I mean, yeah, there's got to be, like, some uh, that that they're going to come after her again, I think. I think, too, the other thing that's going to be interesting is that I think once you're marked and you're possessed, I mean, you can come back. It can, it can come back. And, I mean, obviously, Jenny will see that, but it'll be interesting to see if they're going to do that with Abby because... The way I look at it is like, okay, the demon marked both of them when they when he saw them in the forest that day. Obviously, he marked Macy, and it would have been probably prior to the car accident, because he said, because the demon said, you know, she's she's been marked or whatever. I marked her a long time ago, or what was I can't remember exactly what the yeah, line was. Definitely, but, these, these core characters are all involved in some way, and yeah, they have been involved. Like this is. I, all- could get rid of Cynthia, however. I, just, yeah, I kind of yeah, think she's that. she's she's smart. I thought she might go at the end of this episode too, with you know how much they don't seem to care about her, or we're not yeah. caring. But it seemed like that expendable character that could you know raise the stakes a little bit, but not, but right. I mean not really affect the story too much. We just have Macy being a bigger part of. She probably have to move in with Irving, and right. have that loose end cut off. Yeah. be interesting and then if jenny and irving kind of get together i think that'd be good for you know well, macy could be an oracle there, there you go, go. Hey, that's the oracle. that would be actually kind of cool. cordelia style that's my my angel reference yes. for the show yes. um yeah that'd be that'd be a neat turn to go but yeah i kind of i have a feeling like this would be my crazy hook'em theorem for the week i mean either <laughs> or either morales or cynthia are probably dead next week i think that's yeah. a pretty safe bet actually. probably not morales because i mean they would have done it now if they were gonna you know, well, maybe he'd be coming back with like, you'll never guess what happened. Though it was all this crazy stuff, and then like he gets killed off like right away, <laughs> or, <laughs> like, or he finds like John Cho or something, and like whatever. And he goes to the wrong person that's possessed already, and says, "You're never gonna believe what happened to me." Bobo tells him, and then snaps her neck and be like, "No, no one's gonna know what happened to you." Like they're all like like secret Hessians that are also on the police force. Actually, that's yes, not bad. <laughs> that could be yes. something, actually, yeah, the entire police force are all Hessians except her. <laughs> Something like you know the X Files. They always said that you were dead. Then you know how many times has Smoking Man returned? <laughs> I mean, and you know you're never really dead on a supernatural show. I like that John Show is our cigarette smoking man for sleeping. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yes. All right. So good, I have to say. Let's. Uh... I, I'm sure we'll see him again. Oh yeah, for sure. 
Let's uh, well, let's talk about what's going on next week's show, Brandon. You got the Alright. Next week. Next week we have a, a, a double episode, the indispensable man and bad blood. Ichabod and Abby discover the shocking truth behind George Washington's death, while Irving makes a rash decision for the sake of his family that affects his future. Ooh. The battle between good and evil comes to an explosive head. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. It's looking pretty scary. So yeah, it's the two part finale next week, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. That's on Monday. Starts, starts at 8. 8. Okay. And, um, yeah, that's going to be something. I'm looking forward to it. That's how it more. It's supposed <laughs> to be huge. They didn't use the word game changer, though, this time. <laughs> so, yeah. so maybe there will actually be one. You know, it's funny. I didn't think about this, but I, or I didn't mention this yet, but I've been watching Almost Human. I know, Brandon, you've been Isn't watching it good? Almost Human. I, I've, I'm only like three episodes in. I've, I've, it's all my DVR. Oh, so I'm farther than you at this point. I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm liking it a lot, actually, Chrissy. I, I've really. Yeah. <laughs> I do too. I mean, I, you know, I, 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 well, I like cop shows usually, but I just, I, they kind of developed the characters so well, and there's a lot of humor in it. And it's much I like mean, the, I, much like the banter between Ichabod and Abby, the banter yeah. between um, Michael Ely and Carl Urban's characters is just really solid, and that just really keeps me coming back to the yeah. show. Is, is it bothersome and, that they're airing them out of order, out of like episode order? I I just it hasn't I, it hasn't bothered me that much, I guess, just because I, I feel like I was so late to the show that just like I'm finally just catching up on it, so I'm fine. Okay, like, whatever. Okay. But I, I can see that for sure. It's it's noticeable. Yeah. But... And Lily Ta- Ta- is it Taylor? Lily, Lily Taylor. Taylor yeah. I love yeah. that she's in it because I mean she's been in so much that I've loved so. So it's I, great that she's in it. What I like about her is the fact that normally when I see her in movies, she's always in like some kind of terrible relationship or she's like horribly depressed. So now she just gets to play like straight up police captain. Like, yay! Now you could be like well, a terrible old... stuff happens to her. Yes, like, yeah, that's. Or it. like, well, what was the? Oh, uh, what was Conjuring, that? Conjuring. Conjuring and the haunting. Yeah. Oh yeah. What about what was the Ron Howard one with Mel Gibson and she was one of the the kidnappers? Oh, ransom. Yeah. Ransom. Oh yeah. Yeah, she gets, you know, thrown down the stairs at the end of the whole thing. It's rare she gets to be, like, an authority figure or someone. Or just normal. Yeah, or just normal. <laughs> anyway, this that's, that concludes the um, almost, <laughs> or the almost <laughs> Human podcast. <laughs> Getting back to it. What I was mentioning that is because I just, I like that show. It fits well with Sleepy Hollow, I would say. I think it's yeah. a nice kind of doubleheader. And I'm really liking Fox Interracial Mondays, apparently. It's reminding me of, like, early 90s Fox Interracial Thursdays with, like, In Living Color. And <laughs> oh, I loved In Living Color. I was, I absolutely loved that. Well, I, of course, Jim Carrey got his start there. But, yeah. I mean, I just loved all of it. And yeah. Damon Baines. And oh my god, that show was hilarious. Yeah. Well, two, well, now the following starts. Uh, well, technically it starts on the nineteenth, but then it'll be on Mondays after, after next Sleepy not, Hollow. After yeah. Sleepy Hollow, so I'm anxious to see that. I guess, I guess, yeah. Ryan is just obsessed as ever, and supposedly Joe Carroll is dead, but you know damn well he's not dead. So it's gonna be. It's going to be another crazy uh, season, I think, of the following. For those that follow the following, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, also, uh, Aaron, uh, Sun Kang is going to be on a Fox show this summer. Really? Han yes. from the Fast and Furious series? Yes, yes. What show is that going to be? I, I I can't remember what it's called, but it's, he posted that it will be, uh, it starts in May. Is it like a cop show? or? Like... Yeah, I think it's a cop show. Okay. So, so Fox is really cornering the market on Monday. Any, anytime you add Sun Kang to your mix, you have me watching. Yeah, Look there you go. Even if you are bullet to the head, yeah. All right. Well, it's, when does twenty four start? Is that in twenty four starts in April? May fifth. April. Oh, April. Yeah, it's, I believe it's April. That was like April okay. like sixth or something like that. Or April sixth. Okay. Like, 
Was it like twenty? Was it called Twenty Four Reborn or something? Live another day. Live another. Well, I don't know. The thing that I don't get is Twenty Four. I mean, it's supposed to be Twenty Four Hours. No, May Fifth. You're right. They're skipping. It takes place over the Twenty Four Hour period. It's just the the first episode. Let's say it goes from like eleven to twelve. The next one might go from like. 12.15 or 12.30 to 1.30. Like, there, there's going to be time between episodes missed. Oh, I don't know if I like that scenario. Because there's only 15 episodes. Yeah, it'll it'll work. You think? Yeah, there, I mean, it will. I, I, I like the, I'm a big fan of the, the 10 to 13 episode season scheduling, so that it tightens things up and be a little more focused. And well, I it'll work. guess. I mean, I you're, think you're only missing 15 minutes. Which was, you know, spread to, you know, stretched ridiculously thin before, so. Right. Have oh, less time to right. do that. Anyway. I guess. <laughs> you won't even notice. <laughs> Pretty, all of that aside, all of those random tangents about other shows that aren't Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but our Fox, but Phil Fit. No, it's fine. It's fun. I like talking about this. Uh, that's going to, you know, bring us to the end of our tale this week on the in the Hollow. Um, feel free to email us at ichapodcranecast at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash ichapodcrane and facebook.com slash ichapodcrane. Um, we have our voicemail line, as I mentioned before, 972-798-3830. iTunes review ratings, good to get those. You can uh, find all the other episodes of the Ichapod Crane cast at hhwlod.com along with other shows there, including the Walking Dead TV podcast, the Out Now of Aaron and Abe podcast, the show that, the co- the show that I host, uh, talking about movies every week, and other fun shows on that network. Um, Chrissy, thank you for joining us today. Yes, awesome. Sure, thanks. Thanks for asking me. It was really fun. Yeah, where can people find your show and your uh, site? Um, well, I am on Blog Talk Radio. It's uh, it's actually Our Heart Radio, the fans' voice, like the letter R and then heart. Um, just go to blogtalk.blogtalkradio.com slash Our Heart, and uh, Sleepy Hollow Addicts is on. Well, I'm on tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, and I also, actually, I, I'm going to play the audio from the Tom Meissen streetcast that he did this morning with oh, cool. uh, Fun. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, and you can also, I just got the website going, so it's sleepyhollowaddicts.com, and you can tweet me at sleepyaddicts or at ourheartradio. Great. <laughs> I'll, be sure to, I'll be sure to add that into the show notes for this episode. Cool, thank you. Uh, Brandon, where can people find more of your work? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Twitter slash BTPeters, or Twitter.com slash BTPeters. Um, I write and uh, do Blu-ray reviews and stuff for WhySoBlue.com, and you can check out my blog, which is more movie stuff, at NaptownNerd.blogspot.com. I, of course, also write for WhySoBlue.com as well as TheCodeAzeek.com, and you can follow me at Twitter at Twitter.com slash PS 4 And, yeah, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Sleepy Hollow. Vessel. Next week we got the two-part season finale. That should be a big, big full show. And Maxwell will, of course, be back with us at that point. And until next time, heads will roll. Have some sympathy and
taste Use all your well-learned politics Or I'll lay your soul to waste mm, Yeah Max will say he's gone for this and next week, or just this. No, week? he said he would be back for next week. Okay, good. So we can have him on for the finale, thankfully. <laughs> so we can end it just <laughs> that how would, we. That end, would be an Yeah, right. End it just how we begin it, off yeah. the cuff and <laughs> really <laughs> hurried. <laughs> okay. So until next time, this is where I pause to tell Chrissy how we do this. <laughs> um, <laughs> so basically, we end the show saying heads will roll, and basically I say heads, Brandon will say will, and then you say roll. Okay. Okay, so I'm gonna say heads, and we'll go from there. Okay? All right. Okay, so I'm going to do that again.